Tofugu Podcast. My name is Kanae. And I'm Ian. And today we're going to be talking about how to do language exchange successfully.、Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we both have done like language exchanges in the past.、Um, mm. I guess. You can guess what it is, but、uh, <laughs> could you explain what it is and then why、uh, one should try one? <laughs> Wait, why you should try it? Yeah.、Um, so I think when you talk about a language exchange, what I think of first is、um, two people who are experts in a different language. So, like, Two people who are native level in a, in a language and learning a different language.、Um, and then you try to find somebody who is native level in the language that you want to learn and who wants to learn the language that you're native level in. So basically, it's sort of like a really advanced study partner where both of you want to learn each other's languages and are very good at your own language and can practice together to help improve.、Um, Right. And that means like、uh, you're studying Jap- Japanese. So you want to find a Japanese native speaker、uh, who wants to learn English so that you、yeah. can teach them or you can be a practice partner for their English, pra-、uh, English practice、uh, in kind of return.、Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the reason to do that is sort of like, There's sort of two, two good reasons. So, the first is that、um, there's a lot of things that you can't do just by yourself. So,、mm. um, it's easy to practice even listening by yourself now, but actually、mm. having a conversation with somebody where you have to listen, think about what the person is saying,、uh, think about what you want to say and respond. I think you can only really do that with somebody else. So,、right. Um, that's probably the biggest one, but there's a handful of other things like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, another sort of smaller thing is that、uh, working with somebody who's a native level speaker in another language, I find it's really helpful for them to help coach you about、um, more natural sounding ways of speaking. So that、mm. could be correct pitch accent or pronunciation, that could be Making sure that the words you choose are more common rather than、right. um, rarer,、mm-hmm. uh, and just helping you sound more native and more fluent as opposed to just sticking to the you know, stock standard textbook style Japanese, which of course、yeah. is a little bit different than what people really use. Yeah, or maybe you might be like speaking like a samurai or some anime <laughs> characters if you're like learning from like anime, watching anime and stuff. And yeah, yeah, that was something,、uh, be something like you wouldn't know unless you interact with other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even now when I'm going to meet with somebody or speak with somebody,、mm-hmm. um, I try to do some kind of Prep work before、yeah. I talk with them. And a lot of times I'll try to look up words that I think might be useful if I don't know them ahead of time.、Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times the words that you look up, you know, a dictionary might say they're common, but、mm-hmm. then I'll use them and a native speaker will say, oh, we don't really say that, or、right. uh, saying this is a little bit better, you know. So even if it seems common or if it seems frequent enough, You know,、mm-hmm. there's a lot of words in Japanese that we only use in writing rather than in speaking. So,、right. things like that are really important to pay attention to.、Mm, it kind of falls flat when it doesn't fit the context、yeah. at the right, right timing, too. So, yeah, that kind of thing. So, I think it's really hard to figure out by yourself.、Um, so, that's a good reason to point out that you should have a maybe language exchange partner.、Um, Just out of curiosity, like when did you start? Like, what, what level did you start?、Uh, that's a good question. Because、um, you have to have a somewhat good foundation to kind of carry the conversation. Yeah.、Um, 
I, I would say I was probably like upper beginner when I mm. started trying to connect with actual native speakers a little bit more. Um, probably like right after I'd finished like Genki 1 mm -hmm. or Genki 2. So um, I, I had some familiarity with conversational Japanese um, mm. and just through like the textbook dialogues and could, you know, like talk about the weather or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think around then I started using um, a few different apps, especially like HelloTalk, uh, mm. which we've written about before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, I think that was really helpful and I'm really glad I did it. But um, to be honest, mm. looking back, I think I was probably a little, it was a little too early for me to start there. Mm. Uh, once I started talking to people, I would kind of run out of things that I was able to mm. express pretty <laughs> quick. So, uh, yeah, I think it's good to get started early, but, you know, make sure you can, you know, cover enough ground to make it worthwhile for right. your partner as well. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about Hello Talk, but uh, that's an app, right? To find a, a language exchange partner and stuff yeah yeah how like where can you find the language exchange partner and um like i guess what other places and uh how does hello talk work yeah so i think um you could try to do this both in person or online so i haven't done any sort of in-person mm -hmm. meetup groups though oh. i have i have met with a handful of people mm -hmm. um where I've gotten to use Japanese before. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something I'd like to try to do more in the future, actually. There's yeah. a, a handful of different like conversation groups and mm -hmm. um, mutual exchange groups for people who are studying languages nearby. Right. So it's... I think if you, if you live in a city, especially, mm -hmm. that's something to check out, you know, like meetup.com or um, through a university or library or a culture center or mm -hmm. something like that. Totally. I I actually have done that uh, in Portland. There's a big group um, oh, wow. doing language exchanges uh, at a bar, bars, I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of stopped, I think, during the COVID or they switched to online maybe. But it yeah. was really nice, you know, like meeting those people. And they do like 10 minutes maybe like uh back and forth like english and japanese and then you oh, kind nice. of switch partners and stuff so it was really nice meeting people and also like practice um yeah, yeah like my english and effort to help them learn their japanese i guess mm. yeah here in chicago we have the there's a japanese culture center mm. uh, and i think they've done a, a japanese conversation class but um or not a, a class, just like a, a casual group? meetup group. Yeah, mm. like once weekly. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've seen different like meetup groups that meet in like coffee shops and things like that. But I, yeah, I've yet yeah. to do that. Those are fun, I think. And you find like friends too. Like you yeah. find like studying buddies. <laughs> um, right. It could be like if you're a self uh, learner it can feel kind of lonely sometimes but um <laughs> you know you don't have to be like friend friend uh you yeah. can just be like you know like uh exchanging tips and you know resources to check out and stuff um yeah just like any like social gathering uh whether it's like language exchanges or not at the language exchange we uh, did important uh we talked a, a lot about like netflix shows and stuff <laughs> you know but all in english uh, all in japan those japanese shows yeah. um because i don't know my american friends might not be watching something like naked director or i don't know japanese <laughs> shows like that so it was really exciting to like kind of talk midnight about diner. yeah midnight diner. <laughs> it wasn't a good great example <laughs> naked director but yeah things like that so you have yeah it's a good show though <laughs> so yeah that was fun for me like that kind of element mm. yeah yeah. yeah, I think finding um, 
it's really important to just find something that you're comfortable with. So,、mm. you know, it might be a little intimidating the first time you go to a conversation group like that, but、totally. um,、yeah. you'll, you'll get more accustomed to it.、Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think a lot of the apps are sort of like、um, an easier lead in, they,、mm. they require a little bit less of you, you know? That's true.、Um, Yeah, it's it's sort of just like being on, a, on any social network. You know, Hello,、mm. Hello Talk's changed a lot since I used it regularly.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still out there and it's still a great way to meet different people.、Um, I, two of my really good friends,、mm. I met two really good、uh, Japanese people who are,、um, yeah, just really important friends to me now via Hello Talk. And、uh, now, We're not even really language exchange partners. We're just normal friends, you know.、Mm, and, that's、uh, great. Yeah, we'll occasionally cor- correct each other, but、um, <laughs> it's, it's really casual. Yeah.、Um, but there's other apps. Like I recently found、uh, Sail, which is just a, an app for、um, having conversations with native Japanese speakers. Yeah, I, I don't so, know this one.、Uh, is it、yeah. like,、uh, what's the app? Clubhouse? Like there's always like huddles. Going on and stuff, or it's a little different. It's、mm-hmm. like、um, you can connect with native Japanese speakers, and、uh, the native speakers are、um, primarily like retirees or like、um, like older people who are、oh. kind of want something fun to do. And so you can book like a time to chat with them for like、mm-hmm. 25 minute blocks. So It's not really like a true language exchange. Like, I wouldn't expect to help them with English, but、mm-hmm. if you want to get some conversation practice in,、um, there's a lot of good options like that and a lot of、oh. online lessons you can do, like Italki or Wasabi or、right. Nihongo Picnic. Yeah. I love the concept of sale then. Yeah, it's, like, it's really yeah. cute. Yeah. Have you tried it? Yeah, I did. You did?、Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's fun.、Um, actually, I think one of the coolest things about it,、mm-hmm. um, well, in general, I, even when using HelloTalk, I felt like、uh, I had better success connecting with people who are a little bit older than me,、mm. um, especially at first, because I felt they used.、Uh, Really polite language and really tried to accommodate、mm-hmm. my beginner level Japanese at the time.、Mm-hmm. They were really understanding of that、um, versus like younger people or people my age at the time who were like using a lot of slang or difficult、yeah. to, to keep up with, you know?、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it's nice because、uh, that app specifically, Sale. Uh, it's just $14.90, $14.90 a month,、mm. and you can、um, schedule and have as many conversations as you want. So,、wow. mm. um, yeah. It, also, I think just having it so you're only going to talk for 25 minutes, I think that really takes the pressure off. Like, you can,、mm. That's、um, a good length dur- duration. Yeah. <laughs> right. Session. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like.、Um, It's not like just picking up the phone where you feel like you might have to talk forever. You know, it's like、right. your, your time's going to run out, so you don't have to worry so much.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And、uh, you, you, you do language exchange and also you、uh, hire a tutor on Italki and you also do、mm. conversation classes with Nihongo、mm. Picnic. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, It doesn't seem like that much in the grand scheme of things, but、mm-hmm. yeah, I do a one hour conversation course through Nihongo Picnic and then、mm-hmm. a one hour private lesson with a, a teacher I've been working with on italki for、mm-hmm. a long time. And then I usually chat with、um, one of my friends almost every week on Saturdays.、Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it usually ends up being like about three hours、um, of. Japanese conversation per That's week. That's pretty good. <laughs> Does it feel different from like doing language exchange and like doing those? I guess the formats and everything、yeah. is kind of different. Yeah, you know,、um, it, does, it does change a little bit. 
Mm. Um, Nihongo Picnic, I think, is really good about um, they do a lot of like small group time. So mm. you you can talk about specific things in a in a, like five minutes only. So you don't have to. It's sort of like sale where you don't have to worry about talking about something for you know a really long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in my private lessons, I I spend um, we usually spend like the first 15 minutes or so just kind of uh, chatting about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's some, that's something I really, really look forward to, you know, but um, working with that teacher, I try to really push myself to speak only in Japanese. Mm. Um, whereas uh, with, with my friend, um, she's, really really good at english she's mm-hmm. fluent in english so um sometimes if i get really stuck i'll just default oh, and, and, gotcha. and cheat, cheat a little bit but mm-hmm. uh yes um all of them are, are really really great practice and i'm really yeah. thankful to have it all i guess friends don't want to see you suffer too much Sensei, <laughs> sensei might just let you <laughs> struggle, you know. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, um, she's uh, really accommodating. That I'll sit and just like struggle to remember a word mm-hmm. for you know thirty seconds, which feels like an eternity mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. you're actually speaking to somebody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, there there's still times where just flat out, I, I just won't know the right word or I won't mm-hmm. know how to phrase it or something, but it's kind of nice to be able to fall back and um, still still have a conversation with somebody, you yeah. know. I, I like to say that we're, we're definitely friends first and language mm. partners second. Gotcha. So, gotcha. you know, <laughs> it's more <laughs> just about hanging out. Yeah, I guess I've done both, like language exchange and hiring a tutor and all that stuff. But to me, I felt like, I don't know, the big one of the big differences is the language exchange is more of a mutual, like helping each other kind of situation. And yeah. tutoring is paid. Uh, I've been <laughs> to, I, I've done tutoring by myself, uh, like tutoring someone. Japanese yeah. and also I'm I hired tutor uh, to teach me like English and stuff but yeah. um I guess like for tutors you can kind of expect them to take a lead or like you know plan mm. what the like format of a lesson is gonna be and then they might give you like homework and stuff because they're paid and it's their job right. <laughs> mm-hmm. but like you know for language exchange you might want to take some initiative to like kind of think about what you really want to get out of the language exchange sessions um yeah but that said there's a lot of you know flexibility and like uh what you can do to customize your uh sessions which um some tutors might accommodate but you know some have you know set like formats or some have like prefer textbooks to use because they're familiar and stuff uh so i think that's kind of a cool but also some like some heavy lifting you might have to do for language exchange if you want to do it kind of effectively um yeah i think that's basically just the the first thing you have to do before you do any kind of language exchange or tutoring or or classes Mm -hmm. or anything like that it's just think about what it is you want to get out of it. You know, like, um, do you want to make some friends who are native Japanese speakers? Do you want specific conversation practice? Do you want just somebody to meet with you every Friday or every Tuesday or something? Mm -hmm. So you stay consistent with your studying, you know, like, I think it's really important to think about your goals, what you're going for, and that can help you find somebody who's going to be the best fit for you. That's true. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's really important to think what you want. Uh, we actually, to- at Tofugu, we've done um, language exchange sessions internally. Like we would match two people um, who want to do language exchange. And then uh, we kind of switch partners and stuff. 
every yeah. quarter we used to do that uh but i'm I sad i like... missed out it sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> right we should maybe restart it too um but i feel like uh some people had specific purpose and some people just wanted to kind of chat enjoy yeah. chatting uh in, in your target language some people were bilingual too so i guess they mm. didn't really care much about like yeah. you know like oh i i uh i have a japanese mom and dad <laughs> you know i speak <laughs> japanese in household but you know um uh, tofugu we usually speak in english so right um mm -hmm. so that kind of situation i guess for beginners too like it I guess one of the popular reasons to do language exchange is to get more comfortable and like, I guess getting used to like speak, speaking in Japanese. Yeah. Mm, and that's a legitimate, legitimate um, reason to do one. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But It's fun uh, to see how you're... Uh... Mm -hmm. how you speak in a different language you know you develop all these sorts of speaking patterns that are based on like the people around you and the people you're listening to and the things mm -hmm. you're like reading and listening to you know but yeah um, that's true yeah it's it's really fun to be able to use a, another language like that and uh definitely definitely recommend it highly to anybody who's curious about it mm, that's true and i think Mm, for like for starting one like i guess getting started is one when you want to think about those like goals uh what you want to do and stuff and I, yeah. I also think like setting the right tone for the language exchange is kind yeah. of important uh especially i found it really uh helpful to kind of communicate your preferences of how you want to be corrected or get fee yeah. feedback because uh, i don't know it depends on the relationship differently right. with your co-worker it might not be so awkward but if you're <laughs> like you know find if you find someone from like hello talk or something and you uh, might not know the person too well yeah and then right. if you didn't like um talk about it first things might get awkward <laughs> like yeah yeah you know what i mean like um, definitely yeah I, i'm the sort of person that um mm. really wants to be corrected you uh -huh. know for that sort of thing like i really encourage people to tell me when i made a mistake you know so yeah yeah um all of my teachers the um both of them usually wait until i'm finished speaking with something and then mm -hmm. will um correct my speech and usually send it send that corrected sentence over via chat so i can like review it later you know mm, that's um, my system yeah yeah and then um on hello talk you know i always told people just to correct me whenever or any sort of mistake you know but mm -hmm. when you're sending corrections too i i think um especially if you're doing a true language exchange you know I think it's good to just like sort of use your best judgment, you know, like you, right. Um, if they s ask specifically, um, you should, you should tell them so, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you should meet them. However, they, they want to be corrected. But, um, if you don't talk about it, which we recommend that you do, but if you don't talk about it, you know, I wouldn't correct like every single little thing, you know, right. like if, if what somebody said was like, clearly understandable and um you know they made like a, a silly typo or like missed some punctuation or something like mm -hmm. i usually don't correct simple things like that it's more like you know um improper grammar or bad word choice or something bigger you know but mm -hmm. just make sure that you figure out what is going to work best for you and try to set your goals with you know goals and expectations with whoever you're going to meet with beforehand and uh you know don't be afraid to like change those later uh if your needs change or you find something's yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. working for you definitely and yeah be sure to solicit 
I guess, for feedback. Because yeah. um, otherwise, I wouldn't bother, you know, too much right. either. If I did understand, I might be like, oh, did you mean this? Or, you know, like, um, maybe you used this, uh, you meant this, this and that and kind of things. But otherwise, I wouldn't, like, be nitpicking people's, right. <laughs> like, pit, pitch accent and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that, you know, alongside those sorts of like ideas about how you want the language exchange to go there's mm. um it's important just to like get some of the particular things out of the way first you know like mm -hmm. i always have pen and paper on me so i can write down um any new words that whoever i'm talking with use i didn't know before or things mm -hmm. like that that's um, good idea. i always use headphones to have uh as Good quality audio as I can get and make mm -hmm. sure I um, do any sort of calls like in a quiet space and yeah. with good lighting and you know just know what kind of platform you're on and yeah I think many of us are really used to like zoom calls now but I would just do the same sort of thing like um, if you're going to do a language exchange you know like right. don't don't take a call on the bus while you're going to work or something like that mm -hmm. you know totally I feel like yeah, that, those are important because I, I like still today I, when I call, uh, somebody in English, especially mm. for I don't know, I call a company or a restaurant or something. Uh, yeah. I use headphones because it's yeah. like it makes a big difference, honestly. Right. Mm hmm. So yeah, that those details actually matter, and a pen yeah. and paper. I should do this more because i usually type <laughs> for oh, taking yeah. notes but i know that my come off as off-putting or i don't know you're <laughs> being distracted i don't know like doing something else or something you know like um yeah that i don't know be good. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're talking on the phone maybe the keyboard sounds are loud or something like that yeah but, uh I always, yeah, I always just have a pen and paper and just jot down like little phrases or little words and things like that and yeah. try to study them properly mm -hmm. later. Yeah, don't do it all though. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that with a pen and paper. Make sure but... you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah that, that's what matters the most, I think. It's time for Wanikane ad. Feel free to skip this part if you like. But just so you know, today's ad is a little bit special because lifetime accounts are on sale right now. For those who are not familiar with Wanikane, Wanikane is kanji and Japanese vocabulary learning platform where you can learn over 2,000 kanji and 6,000 vocabulary items in just over a year. And today, I have a special guest who wants to share his experience using Wanikani. Nick from Tofugut support team. Hi, Nick. Hi, Kanae. So, before I talk about Wanikani, I should give a quick background of my own Japanese language learning journey. I started studying in September of 2020, so I've been studying Japanese for a little over two years. It was really a pandemic project. Some people baked sourdough bread, I tried my hand at language learning. Pre-pandemic, my job as a musician did not allow me the time or the headspace to really dive into a language, and I knew it was going to be a long-haul commitment, so I didn't pursue it. But since I was essentially locked in my house during the pandemic, I needed something to stimulate my brain, and I thought that language learning might just do it for me. I learned hiragana and katakana using Duolingo. But when Duolingo started introducing kanji, I was like, okay, I need to find something that is going to help me remember these symbols more effectively because after teaching me the kana by rote, I felt the way Duolingo introduced kanji was a bit haphazard and didn't provide me a way to truly retain what I was learning. I tried to stay with it for a while, but while the kana was still really easy to recall, the kanji and their readings just would not stick. So, like any curious beginner, I headed over to Google and searched for Japanese resources and stumbled upon Tofugu and subsequently found Wanikani soon after. Now, coming from Duolingo, I think the mnemonics and spaced repetition that Wanikani offered were the game changers. 
Now I had a way to visualize the kanji by imagining the scenarios that the mnemonics tried to paint. I didn't feel like I was studying. Well, I mean, I knew I was studying, but the way you interact with Wani Kani makes the process of memorizing 2,000 kanji and 6,000 vocabulary words fun. And the fact that the SRS is designed to test you on an item just before you're meant to forget worked way better than trying to memorize each kanji by writing it out 100 times, which I also tried to do. I also appreciated that Wani Kani had everything set up for me to jump in and keep going. When I was a beginner, the amount of resources that were available to me seemed overwhelming. There were so many options that indecision could have easily led to inaction. But when I found Wani Kani after finishing up Hiragana and Katakana, the decision was made for me. Do your lessons, do your reviews, do them every day, and the spaced repetition system will do the rest of the work for you. All you need to do is show up and be willing to learn and make the occasional mistake or two in order to improve. Doing this set me up for consistent daily practice and exposure to the language, which in turn fueled my motivation to study reading, writing, listening, and speaking. Thank, thank you for sharing your story, Nick. You sounded really great. Oh. And well, thank you. Yeah, I felt like I was listening to an audiobook or something. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you work for us as a support person, right? Not a voice actor. We didn't hire any vo actors or anything for this ad. No, you, no, you didn't. No, you yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, just wanted to <laughs> clarify that for the audience. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've already tried Monikani and know it works for you, don't miss this once a year opportunity. The regular price of a lifetime subscription is 299 US dollars. But with the 33% discount, it is 199 US dollars. You save $100, so that's pretty big. The sale ends on January 5th, 2023, so hurry up and don't miss your chance if you know that you want a Wanikani lifetime subscription. If you haven't tried Wanikani yet, you honestly don't have to jump on this sale. We recommend you try the first three levels for free instead so that you know Wanikani works for you first. For those who might be skipping this sale, I made you a special promo code you can use on a monthly or annual subscription. It gives you a 25% discount, and the code is EXCHANGE, E-X-C-H-A-N-G-E. -E. Be sure to type EXCHANGE using all uppercase letters. You can redeem this code until March 31st, 2023, and the discount lasts for one year. Check out Wanikani. Yeah, and for language exchange, um... I wanted to share my experience of doing like mm. really specific, like uh, when I like focused on really specific thing, which was my like pronunciation. Yeah. Um, when I did with like uh, one of the researchers at Tofugu Jenny, uh, she's British. So uh, I think oh, wow. it was really interesting <laughs> experience, but I also had this book that I always wanted to use and it was designed for Japanese speakers to improve their uh, English pronunciation. And uh, I think what went well for these sessions was that I used this material and then we kind of had a set format for how to carry a session. Uh, yeah. And then it didn't require too much thinking of what should do what we should do like in the next session and stuff. Um, we I will go over a chapter in advance and then there's always like um, how to pronounce like S and SH, like how to differentiate yeah. those two sounds or something like that. <laughs> and then I would like there's like practice exercise and stuff. So I would do like or something like that wow. um, in advance. And then like Jenny can uh, check my pronunciation in the yeah. session itself. And then it was really helpful um, for me. I think that was like a breaking point for me, like to improve <laughs> my English pronunciation. And it still messed things up. But uh, when I focus, I can like differentiate those sounds. Um, yeah. So it might, if you're, especially if you're like more advanced learner, 
uh, and have a specific area that you want to improve, I think it's a good idea to kind of uh, look for material um, and come up with a, I don't know, system or a format for a session and then use the partner's help um, yeah. to like improve your whatever you want to improve. Yeah, I think that's a, a great idea. It just, um, it really helps, especially when you're getting started to have a topic picked ahead of time and yeah. um, to know sort of the realm where, realm of things you're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I first started getting started uh, doing private lessons, we would pick a topic and that would be our topic for like a couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. you know, like kitchen or laundry or things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, not only can that help really build out your vocabulary, but uh, it can kind of just help keep things focused in so you can do your best just to focus on um, actually speaking correctly and, and listening and, and all those things that you need to do rather than uh, realizing you don't know the word for grapes or uh, a ladle or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because I, if you're meeting up with a person and the purpose for that uh, time is to chat, like I'm my feel nervous that we might like eventually run out of topics too. Yeah. Um, and also maybe like you might end up talking about the same thing over and over, which right. might not be super helpful because if you're looking for like, um expanding your vocabulary and stuff especially yeah i think um i already mentioned i do that sort of like free free speech time with my private Mm -hmm. teacher um and in that time you know we usually just talk about like things that happened to us recently or things that are going on in our lives you know Mm -hmm. um but each week before my lesson um, if something happened that I want to tell her about, or, you know, I think I might want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little weird, but while I'm just like in my apartment or like, you know, walking around, I'll mm-hmm. think in my head about like how I would try to explain that. Um, oh, it's not weird at all because I do it. <laughs> I do it too. And I think that's a really good thing for language learners. It's maybe creepy yeah. or whatever, <laughs> but I yeah. do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's really been helpful because um, you can kind of figure out the things you don't know how to say ahead of time or, you know, mm-hmm. the things you're not sure how to convey um, or the sorts of questions somebody might ask. Um, and yeah, even, even like talking to yourself, but, you know, mostly just like thinking in your head, like, okay, mm-hmm. if I want to explain this, you know, like, yeah, yeah. what? what words would I need to look up or what, mm-hmm. how, how would I start that or something like that? Um, and just thinking through things like that can help, help it come out more naturally once you actually want to bring it up. Yeah. That's really important. I think, you know, like yeah. how to say, I don't know if you wanted to talk about soccer and like warm yeah, yeah. up and stuff. Uh, and then when, uh japan won germany and spain or something what's the word right. for winning and stuff like that um yeah yeah i think that's important i do the uh is that like katakana english like image training <laughs> it's probably a katakana english <laughs> isn't it i guess uh, mentally, <laughs> we we call it imetore like image training yeah yeah i guess you picture the situation what would happen yeah. and stuff to be kind of mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a word for it, but um, I definitely, I do that in, in English too, or just like, um, I know not everybody does this, but I have like a, a really active mm-hmm. um, mind. Like I really, I'm always like visualizing things or like, you know, yeah. I have like an internal monologue, you know, and, and like. <laughs> I can you know, relate to uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this comes up every once in a while because not everybody does. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'm often like thinking about situations that happen to me or like mm-hmm. thinking about conversations that have or will happen or things like that. And yeah, yeah. I do that in Japanese, too. And I think it's really helpful. 
Honestly, that's really important for. I mean, like that's an advantage as a language learner. Everybody yeah. should do it. And I think it's also weird of me, but um, like when I see people like on the street and stuff, or in a bus or train, uh, this happened to me in the states. But um, like talking about other people speaking stuff, like how. How mm. if I were in this conversation, how yeah. would I interact? Like, what would I say? Yeah, <laughs> kind of <laughs> imitore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imaginative like conversations and stuff. I think yeah, that actually helped me. Like, um, yeah, it's really weird of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even um, things I I'll do that even with things that I like know I'm not gonna mention or like. Um, a lot of times, like stuff, it'll never come up, and I, I don't like go out of my way to mention it. Sometimes, you know, so mm -hmm. like um, I'm just always thinking about like um, different things in in Japanese, you know, and uh, yeah, I think it just helps your language in, in general if you think more in your target language. So yeah, uh, just always a good thing to try to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think preparing is actually a good. I mean, important work for language exchange, like successful mm. ones. Um, if you show up unprepared, you might not be able to get as much out of it. Like yeah. even those like imetore, <laughs> or a picture, like you know, looking up words beforehand and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, you wanna make yeah. sure you have something, you know. Right, um, right, right. Mm hmm. Yeah, and like textbooks are like um, a great way to get started. But um, yeah, I think it's important too to try to stick to like your hobbies and your interests, um, and you'll learn a lot of things that way. Like um, I've heard a lot of people give this advice before, but it it's mm -hmm. definitely helped helped me a lot. Um, I I recently became really interested in fighting games, like like Street, Street Fighter, Fighters? fighting video mm -hmm. games. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I follow a lot of Japanese players on like Twitter. And yeah. so mm -hmm. um, I've like, you know, and they'll like write about their experiences and their tournaments on like Note, which is like a blogging site. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you know, I've, it's helped as I've like learned more about um, fighting games myself i've also like learned more like japanese and, and how people talk <laughs> about the different vocabulary that's specific to that um right, right. that interest you know mm -hmm. so yeah i think finding your interests and of course like when you meet with any friend um sharing your interests i think is really important like mm, um in pretty much true. every 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 first time i've met somebody in japanese they mm -hmm. like usually do jikoshoukai you know some mm -hmm. kind of self introduction um and one of the things people often mention is like your hobbies or your interests you know right. and so um if you're using like an app like hello talk or even on sale people will mm -hmm. have like a um a, a profile where you can see what their interests are but just find somebody who shares some of your interests and um try to talk about that and uh you know you'll learn a lot of new words that are like really relevant to you and uh you know That's probably make true. a new friend that way yeah yeah it's the best i think if you share um some interest uh, yeah. in common and also i guess uh keep an open mind too uh yeah <laughs> even if the partner like this happened a lot uh during the in-person language exchange meetups and stuff like you don't know what who your partner is going to be. Um, right. It's like shuffling and stuff. It's like speed dating almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, but for language exchange, so you don't get to choose anyone. And even if you can, you don't really know what their interest is. They're just, right. you know, looking at them, right? So it was interesting experience because um, you're put in a situation that you have to carry a conversation for 10 minutes with this person yeah. and like their interest might not be something you would talk about 
right. outside of this that situation. Uh, so I guess yeah, keep an open mind. Yeah, it's a good time to be, learn something new. Yeah, right. So like take that as a positive um, thing, and then be open minded, and I guess ask them questions and be curious. Be curious. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should, like with almost any conversation, you know, I think you should try to ask almost as many questions as you can, you know, and try mm -hmm. to listen. Um, it's, I, I would say it's more important to listen than it is to speak. You know, you don't want to just like sit and monologue about something only you're interested in for right. you know, <laughs> five, five minutes straight, you know, like try to, try to ask them about things they're interested in, or um, even better if you don't know anything about it. And then, you know, have them teach you something new. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. In any way, I think language exchange would be a great practice to expand yeah. your vocabulary and uh, to, yeah. And you're in the area you're interested in and also outside of the uh, area you're interested in. Right. Yeah. Uh, is there any other like tips and stuff for language yeah. exchange? Hmm. Yeah, I think um, one of the most important ones is to start off as polite as possible. Mm. And so, you know, I think um, a big reason a lot of people do language exchange is try to make their Japanese more natural and mm -hmm. to practice conversations. And so, um, especially if you're talking to people your own age and you want to make friends, mm -hmm. it can be easy to think that you should just try to switch to like dictionary form or really, you know, really casual Japanese right away. But mm -hmm. um, I think it's best to start off using like this and must form and um, trying to be as polite as you can with somebody, mm -hmm. even if they're um, your age or a little younger, like re regardless of what the, the, the social relationship is, mm -hmm. you know, start really, really polite and, um, you can move more casually as you get to know somebody. Right. Um, you know, you just don't want to come off as rude right away or uh, presume that you're like closer than you are or something mm. like that, I think. Yeah, I can't remember how things went with like internal like tofugu language exchanges. Yeah. Because you, you you already know the person, you know, before right. you start speaking with them in Japanese. Um yeah, I don't remember. Maybe they did kind of uh, kind of a casual like tamego uh, <laughs> instead of keigo. But yeah, this is also definitely for like people who you've just met or, yeah. you know, for sensei uh, you found through like italki for uh, Definitely for partners. a teacher, yeah. Yeah, for partners uh, from Hello Talk or... Uh, what's the other one? Sale? Hmm. Yeah. Sale sounds like this must situation to me, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because they're older and stuff. <laughs> you want to be polite. Uh -huh. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like, um, even if you know somebody is your same age and, uh, you know, just start off polite and see how they're speaking. You know, if they are really casual, you know, maybe you can start to move in that direction too. But, mm, um, yeah. you know, I think it's easier just to, or just safer at least to start polite and mm -hmm. um, and move to more casual as you get to know them. They might even give you a permission. To <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like don't be so, you know, like uh, polite to me. You know, we're friends and right. let's be casual uh, kind of thing. So, Or, you know, you could even ask and say like, Oh, I really want to practice more casual, more natural conversation. Is that That's okay? True. You know? Wait, yeah. uh, someone had a good tip for us. Like when to switch to Tamego from like Desumasu. Um, oh, yeah. I think to echo the person or something. If you're at the same age and stuff, like, yeah. um, you know, if they switch... If yeah, if they demasi. if they're polite mm. and they become casual, I think that's a, a good, good sign. sign that it's yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. if they, yeah, it can be hard. Like you know, you can. It might feel a little weird if they're speaking casually mm. and and you're speaking polite. But you know, I think it's 
that might be a good time to ask what what is best but you know like it's better to start polite and then um, change later yeah that way you get to like try out both too <laughs> yeah and you're probably more confident with um with polite speech at least i was when i was a beginner just because right. that's what you see in, in genki and all those sorts of beginner textbooks so mm-hmm. you know it's it helps a lot to start that way and yeah you know. many learners are that way i think like if you even if you're learning in a classroom setting they would yeah. probably teach you this and masters and yeah. from textbook like self-learners uh they probably use this muscle so mm, you might be it's there. funny mm. yeah i mean i i started with with genki and actually even did some in-person lessons at that the chicago japanese culture center which right. um they use a different textbook but of, of course it's also like a, a very polite setting you know mm-hmm. um so even now, it's really rare, but occasionally when I'm speaking with my friend, I'll mm-hmm. like end a sentence with this or something and she'll like laugh at me, you know, like, uh, <laughs> You're like, so uptight. I'll, yeah, it'll, I'll, it'll slip in or something or like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, without thinking about it, I'll say like, ikimasu or something like that, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it just, it just happens, but it's better to to have that happen where you're accidentally too polite than if you're like accidentally a little rude or something like that yeah are you all rude or too friendly maybe like yeah yeah too casual yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a good tip <laughs> <laughs> and did you have some like expressions that people might find like you found helpful for language exchange yeah i think there's um a handful that are, are really, really important. Um, there's a couple that I use primarily in, in classroom settings, you uh-huh. know, like, um, like, is it okay mm. if I ask a question, you know, like, right. um, or, uh, you know, mm. like, Oh, could, could you repeat that? You know, like, um, there's a handful of phrases I, I think that are, helpful to keep the flow of a classroom going mm-hmm. like if you if you missed a question or if you had a question you know um yeah or even like uh, like mm-hmm. if you like wanted to know about a specific word or you missed a phrase or something yeah um, those three yeah. are i think really important for like any yeah. interactions maybe as a learner i yeah. still I guess I still use that <laughs> when I yeah. speak in English. Like, <laughs> like, ka, for example, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, Yoshinoya de ka, <laughs> or something like that. You know, yeah. Yoshinoya is apparently the, you know, beef uh, bowl, like you don't restaurant, but if you didn't know, you know, it's a, it's a proper yeah. noun. Uh, it's a name of the restaurant, but you know, those things come up in conversations. Um, yeah definitely you know or like um there's times where that one i use a lot when i'll be talking about something and then mm-hmm. um you know my teacher will confirm like oh it's like this or something like that you know and i'll say oh what is that you know or mm-hmm. um yeah or somebody will use a word in in explanation of something that i haven't heard before mm-hmm. you know um I think that's a really important one and it's it's also really good if you're with all of those just to start with sumimasen you know mm, just true. like yeah to oh, it, interrupt the conversation i don't know sumimasen or yeah, to maybe get to, attention mm. yeah either to interrupt the conversation or you know um i think it's also just part of being polite too you know mm-hmm. like um even if uh like it's a not interrupting word. a conversation yeah 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 like mm. um like if i get asked a question and i didn't quite hear it you know even mm. though nobody's speaking and it's really my turn to speak i might say <laughs> you know like um just to soften it a bit and um, be as polite as possible with people That's who are true. working to teach you mm. When I uh when I studied French, it's like 
they have like kind of kind of a kego form, but at the yeah. same time, uh, I remember being told that you know, saying madam and like mademoiselle or uh, <laughs> monsieur, like bonjour monsieur, instead of like just bonjour, uh, is yeah. important and that makes. A difference in you know of uh-huh. how you sound, and I think that's kind of similar. You know, saying like "sumimasen" first. Yeah. Um. So that that's a good tip, I think. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then, um, the other sets of words I use all the time are just like words to help me explain something if I don't know the right word. You know,、mm. like, um. Once the more you learn a language, I think the more you realize how many words you take for granted, you know, or you just、mm-hmm. don't think about.、Um, and then suddenly, when you need to use them,、uh, if you haven't studied it before, it can make conversation really different, difficult, you know. So,、right. um, like recently, I was having a conversation with my teacher, and I didn't know the word for North Pole.、Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> so I think I asked.、Um, this this might also might not be perfect Japanese, but I think I I asked. Nankyoku no gyaku no tokoro wa nan desu ka? Like,、mm. what's the what's the opposite place of the South Pole?、Mm-hmm. You know, that like, totally think, makes、uh, sense though.、Mm. Cool, cool.、Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but、um, just gyaku or、uh, hantai? Yeah, the opposite yeah, yeah. of gyaku.、Mm-hmm. You know. Um, just finding ways to figure out what the opposite is, like、um, just like to circle around a word that you want to say or、mm-hmm. help explain something. So that、right. ones I use all the time are nani nani mitaena, like this is like something out, like something、mm-hmm. else. This is similar to something, you know. Yeah. Or yeah.、Um, I this is sort of a bad habit of mine, but I end. A lot of conversation, or a lot of like times I'm speaking, I'll end with like "so you can do this" or whatever, you know, like、mm. it's like that. It's this sort of feeling,、mm-hmm. you know, kanji for like、um, that mood, that atmosphere, that's that feeling, you know, yeah, that vibe,、um, <laughs> yeah, that vibe, right? <laughs>、um, yeah, and then like I just said, like nani nani no gyaku or like.、Mm. Um, You know, gyakuni like the opposite of the reverse of. You know,、mm-hmm. and also、um, if something's close but not quite right, I'll I'll say like nani nani janakte eto. You know, like、mm, uh, not this, not but... this, but you know,、uh-huh. it's sort of implied like it's close. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can can you help me out a little bit? You know, so、mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think those those four I use all the time. みたいな感じ、逆、and、じゃなくて、you、yeah. <笑> Me doing that on the podcast too. <laughs>、um, yeah, it's, those those expressions. I think they are really good to have in your podcast.、Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, no matter what you do, like no matter like even outside of language exchange, just interacting with Japanese people,、um, those come and really handy. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah, know, as, I mean, as, as a person who doesn't know, like. Who doesn't have a big vocabulary? Those are、right. things like that come in really handy for making things work. <laughs> yeah, I think most people, well, maybe not most people, but I think a lot of people studying a language want to try to be as perfect as they can, as correct、mm. as they can be.、Mm-hmm. But、um, I think it's really important just to be able to convey your thoughts, your emotions. Your ideas,、um, even if it's not perfect, you know, and using words like that really can help you expand the things that you're able to discuss and talk about, even if you don't know the specific words you need, you know. Totally. Like, yeah. No matter what you do,、uh, 
um, having a conversation in another language is difficult and it's going to be awkward sometimes and mm -hmm. you're going to misspeak or make mistakes or, you know, even if you know my <laughs> my four golden words, you're, you're going to get stuck <laughs> and when you realize you don't know a word, but, you know, all those things are, are really okay. And uh, learning a language in general is, is about pushing your boundaries, being okay with being a little uncomfortable and connecting you with another culture and new people and, you know, using those things to improve. So, you know, I think just stick with it and, uh, you know, you'll get to the place that you want to be pretty soon, but embrace the unknown <laughs> don't give up and uh, mm -hmm. you'll find that it's a really rewarding journey waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good advice. Yeah. So we actually we were talking about all this based on an article Ian wrote for tofugu.com. Um, so for more details and full tips on successful language exchange, go to tofugu.com and read Ian's article, How to Language Exchange Successfully. We have a bigger list of those like expressions too that yeah. um, might be useful. Um, even I more. Even more. <laughs> go, yeah. go and memorize those. Uh -huh. Those are really good, I think. Yeah. Because... Yeah, there's gonna be awkward silence, but um, if you're uh, if you pretend to know something and like let the conversation carry on, you might you regret it. So you should interrupt <laughs> and say, "Sumimasen, nani ni Yeah, stop, stop and ask. You know, uh -huh. um, that's okay. And, you know, <laughs> I have a final tip. While just while I was thinking about it, but uh -huh. you know. Um, yeah, there's, there's going to be awkward silences and things like that. Mm. Something that I have found really helpful and I think helps me sound more natural and, um, mm. improve my language ability is, um, to think about those silences, those pauses and try to mimic the Japanese expressions for them. So when I'm speaking Japanese, I never mm. say um or uh, like mm. I do in English, you know, I always say, eto, ano, you know, right, um, right. and yeah, I forgot yeah. the term for these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, even just like when mm. I'm thinking, I, I might say to myself like, eh, or something, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. just having, um, those sorts of expressions that they, that are used in Japanese, I think kind of helps put you in an all Japanese mindset, you know, and like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be thinking in English. I want to be speaking and thinking in Japanese as best I can. So, um, yeah, trying to, you'll have those awkward pauses, but try to switch those to Japanese too, you know, and like, yeah, I can't remember the name for it. Those words have name for it, but I don't yeah. remember. But those are important. Back channeling. And also, mm. yeah, it's, it's almost like Aizuchi, you know, Aizuchi, but make sure yeah. you're, yeah, make sure you're doing Aizuchi too, you know, like. Um, yeah, that makes yeah. it, like you can buy your time. At the same yeah. time, it like it makes the silence a lot less awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though. You know, it's like these are expressions and stuff that I I would never use in English, of course, because we don't do that. You know, mm -hmm. but like if I'm speaking English or speaking Japanese, um, I use aizuchi all the time. You know, yeah. or if somebody says something, I might say, eh, or asugo. Oh, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> just switching even those sort of like utterances that you don't really think about to Japanese, I think is another good tip. Yeah, yeah. That makes you sound <laughs> a lot more fluent and more yeah. perso personal, uh, personable. I don't know. Uh, personable, that, that, yeah. Yeah, that feels a lot different, I think. Um, yeah, that's a yeah, good, it's always great funny. tip. <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's funny when I'm speaking with somebody who's um, like a native English speaker mm -hmm. like me in Japanese, and they'll say like, uh i don't know and then like switch to japanese like i i really struggle to go like back and forth like that now like, right um i i'll always stick to context uh, switching yeah 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 if i'm speaking japanese i want to speak japanese i don't want to go back and forth all the time yeah 
あの、カイナ、thanks, dozer, great.And also, maybe, maybe it's me、uh, practicing English, my English, but、um, sometimes I would like repeat the word that I didn't quite、yeah. get. <laughs> I do that in Japanese.Yeah, that, that's, I think, yeah, yeah. good. Like, the, maybe you're mispronouncing it, but、right. to kind of copy that and then, like, the other person or teacher, your teacher or your partner knows what you didn't get. <laughs> Like, Yoshi, yeah. Yoshinoya, 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 Yoshinoya yeah. <laughs> yeah, even if I、um, don't ask about a word or something like that, if, if anybody I'm speaking to uses a word I don't know,、mm-hmm. I'll repeat it just to make sure that I'm making the note of it properly, at least. You know? Yeah. So, yeah.、Um, a lot of times they'll say, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, they'll correct you a little bit if you miss. You misspeak it or something like that, you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Those trivial things, I think,、yeah. make a di- big difference, actually.、Um, yeah. But don't, you wanna... don't skip over it. Yeah, yeah. Take、mm-hmm. the time and, and ask the question you have or make sure you, you've got the word right before you move on, you know. Yeah. The this... whole point is to learn.、Mm-hmm. And these things, I think, are going to help you build a relationship with the person. Uh, um, good like language exchange relationship where you f- it's f- safe to like it's okay no- knowing yeah, yeah. yeah every word like it's、right. totally like atarimae like it's natural <laughs> no- knowing words like that you know because、yeah. you're like that's the purpose of language exchange and then yeah also making a mistake so right.、Um, Yeah, otherwise, like, I would feel kind of nervous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, that's a great tip.、Hmm. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so go to tohugo.com and read Ian's article. And if you like our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes.、Uh, if you write a nice one, we might read it in a future episode. <laughs> Here is one from Never Son for. I might have read it wrong. Oh, this, this person is from South Africa, too.、Um, do you want to、yeah. read it in for me? Sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the title is Just What I Needed. I started listening to this podcast just to pass the time, and it quickly became my favorite podcast. I've learned so much about Japanese culture and grammar and absolutely love the humor. But most importantly, your ads for Wani Kani actually made me check it out, and it was exactly what I needed to progress in my Japanese studies. Thank you so much for making an entertaining and informative podcast. Yay! Yeah, well, I'm glad it was helpful. Yeah, I love the,、uh, you love the Wani Kani ads too. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder if it's effective or not, so that's good to I know. I guess it's working, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good to, like, it's nice to hear somebody talking about. Um, it, I guess, like a real human. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we talked about、uh, language exchange today. And thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye.